Welcome to the James Exchange. I am your host, Nancy Gill. In today's episode, I had a conversation with Sharif Subra, who is with Southern Development Homes out of Charlottesville. So welcome, Subra, to the James Exchange. Well, thanks, Nancy. I appreciate you having me. The, the official title is Community Engagement Manager on our development team, but there are plenty of hats with Southern Development Homes. We are an independent Charlottesville-based builder. We build around the region. Uh, when I say the region, I mean the, you know, the surrounding counties to Albemarle and Charlottesville. Been in business since 1999, founded by our founder, Frank Ballas, who's a UVA graduate. Over that time, we've built uh, about 1,300 homes. We also do development work, which I think is a little bit of the focus of our conversation today. Yes, but before we get into that, on the website, it says that you like hiking, restaurants, and theater. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Scottsville has a theater. It's true. It's true. And you know, it used to seat 380. Now we're lucky if we can get a hundred people in this space. So, you know, um, town offices are upstairs, theater is downstairs. And anyway, I'm just throwing that out to you. Um, okay. In case you want to grace our stage at some point. And as you know, you've explored some of the hiking potentials in Scottsville. So I just wanted to bring that into people so that they know you have a life outside of Southern development. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I've, uh, I'm lucky to uh, be the father and stepfather of five teenagers. So that takes a, a majority of the time has eaten into some of the hiking, some of the restaurant and most of the theater, but I'm still involved with four county players up in Barbersville have been more on the backside uh, or backstage of that. I've been serving on the board of directors for two years there. So it's, a, it's this community, uh, this area has so much going for it. And yeah, the hiking in Scottsville, I've just now started scratching the surface with that, but there's there's so much to explore there that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. So, you know, the overriding question I have for you is, you know, Scottsville is already, it's a small town. It has really defined communities and on your website and in the promotional video, you basically say that you come in and you create communities. In a lot of the developments, they come in and they create spaces for residential and then commercial. So my question to you is, how do you see Southern fitting into, first, the confines of a small town, but also the culture of, of a small town? That's a, that's a great question. Apologize for the little delay, but no, I think okay. it, it, it's all a function of the process, right? You know, Scottsville, I won't, I won't weigh it better or worse than any other surroundings, but Scottsville has done a lot of work in the recent years to really define what the future of Scottsville is going to look like. And I, you know, I can qualify that and say that there are other areas within our region that are doing so, that are endeavoring to do so. And it's an ongoing process, as I know it is with Scottsville, but there are some really concrete steps to envision that future that Scottsville has already put the time and effort into. To ask, how would we do that? It's, it's going to be a function of how we deliver something within the process that fits that pretty well-defined strategic view. Um, you know, we're already seeing it. Our, our involvement in Scottsville is we're just at the very beginning. 
it's not a, a done deal yet. It's all part of a potential long-term agreement. But yes, you've seen us come in already with that portion of the upper bird because that was already sort of defined and scratched at and, and, and put there. And so with the approval of the SCP in March, with some conditions. There's something that's almost, I would say, fully baked, but there's still a lot of work to be done even there. And how we deliver a community there is going to be part of the process. I mean, we getting the SUP approval is just that first step. It's now going to be the preliminary design that has all the conditions that the council has put in place, which are fantastic. You know, the dark skies, the front porch, the character of the buildings. And so it's going to be our responsibility to design a community. And at this point, it's approved for 36 homes that fit with that vision. And that vision is not just defined by the piece of paper that we put in front of the planning commission and then uh, the town, but it, it's a back and forth process. And so all of our success has been navigating that process, whether it's in Scottsville or Charlottesville or Albemarle, and coming to a place where we have the we have the product that will bring success to everybody. It's a long, I, long answer. I'm sorry to probably No, that's question. okay because long processes deserve a long answer. Sure. So as the community engagement manager, will you be meeting with community groups as you start unfolding the much larger picture that includes the, the tire plant and that's my dog. <laughs> well, hello to him or her. It's Jeff. Okay. Everybody in Scottsville knows Jeff. <laughs> I'm just going to shut the door, see if that quiets him down. I, I think we were talking about your longer answer for a much longer process. And if the tire plant is part of it and the Paulette tract, mm -hmm. which is over 200, well, that with the 28 home sites, it's close to what, 200 acres. Right. So I know that's going to take a much longer process. So my question is, how do you see your role as the community engagement manager in bringing people in to really explore and discuss your plans? Essentially, it's going to be a very grassroots effort. We know, again, going back to Scottsville, I know that there is intention to continue the conversation on the PUD, which could be a mechanism for either one of those tracks, whether it's the factory or the Paulette. Again, we've seen successes with the PUD in other areas, but it's going to require a grassroots effort of really meeting folks in the community to, number one, you know, you asked you ask the question of how do you define character? You know, we've got a ideas and, and plans that we could lay out there, but it's at the end of the day, two things are going to identify the character. It's going to be the individuals within that community and the market, right? I mean, we've got to be very specific that we've got to be able to put something together that the market is going to appeal to, but it is not going to go against the grain of the current environment. And, you know, the folks that we saw come out and speak in March, for the uh, birth, it, it seems that, again, everybody is prepared to have those longer conversations to really help define what, what, is the, what is the future of Scottsville look like. So grassroots efforts, in-depth conversations, it's stuff that we are used to. We have done this in communities that we've built in downtown Charlottesville, maybe a little bit of different scale, but I don't envision the process to be that much different. 
would certainly like to be a part of the conversations that are happening as far as what the, the PUD look like. It, and that's going to be more listening than it is anything else. Now, the whole process is really going to be about listening. So a PUDs, when it comes to zoning, my understanding, it's a PUD, a planned unit development. That's actually the most stringent form of zoning you can have on a property. Is this correct? I guess it depends on what the end outcome is, is looking to be. The PUD certainly provides the, the um, municipality much more control compared to a, a by right, any sort of by right development, right? You know, when a, when a community comes in and says something is R1 or rural or village residential, of course, there are qualifiers within the statute or within the zoning and the ordinance that allows specific, you know, shapes and sizes and density, so on and so forth. The PUD allows for a little bit more flexibility in some other things, but also then, yes, does allow for the municipality to have much more control over what the end product is going to look like, because all of it, the whole package is, is considered versus in the design, you know, trails, parks, housing, density, uh, amenities, all of those components are looked at in, as a whole. And so there's certainly a lot of control there. Yeah, so the last question I want to ask you, and, and this is probably, this has been on the minds of not just Scottsvillians, but our neighbors. Mm -hmm. What do you see happening to that tire plant? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anything and everything. No, I mean, I, I keep going back to the same comment. Scottsville has really done a great job of already doing some of the legwork. You know, there's market study back in 2019. I know you were integral in that. Um, the small area plan um, for that side of town. I don't want to be glib and say the possibilities are endless. It, it's going to probably be some, the, the highest potential is some blend, right, uh, of maybe some commercial, maybe some residential. And that's what the market studies sort of say. I know that the town is endeavoring in another study. I think the results are gonna be sometime in July, um, which will give a little bit more clarity. It, it's gonna be some sort of blend. I, I don't envision that, you know, raising the factory and starting fresh is, is the best use of that area because there is some history there. You know, it's, it's a part of that town since 1944 and being able to reflect that history and whatever future design is, I think is going to be an important component. I can't tell you what, what it is at this moment that I just really, we don't, we're very early on in any sort of due diligence on that, but I, we think that there's a lot of character there. It feeds into the downtown plan. There's a lot of potential there. Well, also, you know, there's a lot of bricks in that building and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just look at that. And to raise it to me would be defeating the purpose because you have to build back. Yeah. And so, I mean, you could do that, but to me, it's going to be even more expensive because you have to pay to take it down, take it sure. away, and then pull in more resources to put it back together again. Yeah. And that with the history of it, I, I think is important, so. Yeah, that was one of the things that, in, in all the studies that I've read and that you're aware of, everything led with the fact that there is definitely some historical significance. And there are mechanisms within the state and the federal tax credits that allow for some historic preservation. Is that part of it? Possibly. I'm not saying one way or the other, just simply because, again, 
we're very early on in scratching the surface of, of all of this, you know, all of Bird, Paulette, there's a lot that goes into any and all of this. And so, uh, you know, it, nothing is going to change tomorrow. <laughs> you know that. And so what could the end result be for, for the factory? I think it's going to be exciting. I, I, that's part of the reason I think we're getting involved is because there is a lot of thought already put into that area and there's a lot of potential. And that's, that's what excites us is that doing something a little bit different. Yes. And I think the one thing that will not go back there is a full-fledged manufacturing company because the building is obsolete for, for warehousing and for any manufacturing business. Yeah, I. Oh, it's not what we do. So I mean, I don't right. think <laughs> I don't think we have sort of any interest in in turning that back over to to do that. Yeah. Well, people are so concerned about traffic on Bird Street, and mm-hmm. I think the last thing they want to see is the daily, sometimes three four times a day of you know not twenty foot trucks going through there, but full fledged like fifty four foot trailers going through mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and i i think those days are behind us in scott yeah i agree is there anything else you'd like to add no i mean we are really excited there's you know we've had the opportunity to work on a lot of projects in Almall county and charlottesville and Flevana, um louisa areas all around this is an exciting project there's a lot of different parts and pieces to it uh, it's not to say that the more complex projects are the more enjoyable, because again, there's a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of dollars. At the end of the day, you know, those projects that have a, a certain level of complexity have the story that kind of tell tell who we are. And again, I don't want to sound cheesy and lean in too much, but we are we are a local company, building community, building all those long term relationships have come from working through complex processes and really being involved with talking with anybody and everybody that'll listen. So we're excited for it. We'll see how the public responds to this podcast. I'm sure it'll be positive with some little negativity tidbits. Um, We've got it. But but thank you so much for taking time out of your, your day. And I will be catching up with you, I'm sure, later. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for inviting us. I um, appreciate the opportunity, but it's also been really great to, to start to get to know you. So thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. You were my first one from Southern. I wanted to talk. Perfect. <laughs> and then I'll see what I can do to get the theater filled for you. I don't know what that's going to look like. <laughs> I don't know. I think we'd like to have it put back as a full theater. Yeah. What is the is the purpose of it now? I mean, how is it um, utilized? I know there's town, there's offices around it. Yes. So quick history of it. Back after the two major floods, Camille and Agnes, it, it was a, a full theater. And after that happened, the powers that be decided that they just couldn't maintain it any longer. So they turned the downstairs, they, they put in the second floor, they mm-hmm. turned the downstairs into a parking bay for fire trucks. And the upstairs, the council chambers now was basically a dance hall sort of community space. And all of the offices were in, you know, where our offices are now, that was where the public met, where they held all their meetings. When they built the fire department or the new building, the rescue squad moved in. And then 
the rescue squad, they built a new building and the Horseshoe Bend Players, which is now defunct, moved in. And now Scottsville Center for Arts and the Natural Environment are utilizing it to build out their programs and other community offerings. So that's what's there now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's a scoop on that in a nutshell. And again, thank you so much for joining me today. Sure. We'll continue the conversation. Sounds great. Appreciate it, Nancy. Thank you very much. Take care. Talk to you later. As always, if you have a story, an issue, or just want to have a conversation, contact me. This has been the James Exchange. Have a great weekend.